0: i have to ask this question um which is are you finding any challenges with having a two-year gap on your resume now that you're re-entering the workforce a lot of women Um, left the workforce during the pandemic because of needing to take care of their children now that their children were home 24 hours I think a huge impact on women the pandemic and a lot of them are worried about re-entering so now you are re-entering and you have a gap on the resume is that a problem or is it not a problem at all? You're listening to the Soul Career Podcast, the podcast that brings you stories from people who've taken a risk to discover careers that fill them with purpose and make them come alive. I'm your host, Lysandra Rickards. Now for the episode. My guest today, Laura Maiden, is on sabbatical from work and has been on sabbatical for almost two years today's episode is going to be about sabbaticals because in my work i've encountered so many people who need one but who are afraid to take one and i can't wait to dive into this topic with laura i met laura when she was founding managing director of endeavor miami endeavor is a mission-driven organization that helps entrepreneurs scale and that has offices in more than 30 locations around the world so we connected because we were both leading organizations in the same industry and And we're both Harvard Business School alums as well. Welcome to the Soul Career Podcast, Laura. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: Really excited to share.
0: I'm so happy that we were able to to connect because I really want to ask you about this. Um, So you've been on sabbatical for almost two years. What's that been like?
1: Uh, It's been a process. this is the first time I stopped in my career or I decided to stop. And it was a conscious decision. It was a very well-thought decision. And it was a hard decision because, you know, I've never stopped. Um, and when I decided to step down from Endeavor, I gave a six-month notice. So I, I you know, I prepared for it. I helped the board uh, run the search for my replacement. And I felt that the organization was in good shape for me. To, to step down.
0: So I also gave six months notice when I left the Branson Center so that's interesting in a leadership position you have to give significant notice so I guess I want to start with what made you decide to take the sabbatical
1: in the first place and how did
0: you plan for it?
1: Yeah um, so I had been running Endeavor for almost six years and I love the organization and I really love the mission and as founding managing director I was very of course attached and I'm still are to the organization. Um, the organization, I felt the cycle, I mean, my cycle as leader, as CEO had been completed. I enjoyed very much the building and the growing phase. And um, you know, I wanted to explore other opportunities back in the for-profit world and the structure as a nonprofit. So I felt that I, I wanted to, to go back to, to the for-profit world. Um, So that was the first uh, reason, right? Uh, Explore other opportunities, whether it was back in, you know, in the entrepreneurial world or back in the investor world, I I started my career in private equity. Um, Then the, I think the other reason which is more important was personal. I, as I said, I had been nonstop. Uh, I think you you were too, and uh, I, I have a now 13-year-old daughter and a nine-year-old. I also have a 23-step daughter. I felt it was important to show them that I could stop, that it was okay to take time. And it was more a process for me. I don't think they are aware yet of what that means. That, um, you know, they always see me working. They 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 are used to that. And, you know, I actually at Endeavor, uh, once you connect to your purpose, and I know this is part of your mission in soul career you know you're really happy right so you know I, it was great it was great to be working and share that with them but I also wanted them to know that it was okay to stop um so that was the the second reason it was very hard I, I'm not gonna lie yeah most people can't stop
0: most people that i talk to that i recommend well wow you look really burned out to me so before you even think about transitioning to another career i think you need a break three months six months break just stop for a bit regain your energy and then you can go back out there so most people that i say that to they actually resist it they're like no no what no i can't stop i can't do that what will that look like on my resume what were some of the fears that you had going into this process? And how did you overcome that fear and all those thoughts that make you resist taking a sabbatical?
1: I mean, at the beginning, when I started um, managing the process for for me stepping down, I mean, I was just super sad to leave. I love the organization. Every time I talked to someone, I would be, you know, uh, almost crying. My board members, the entrepreneurs, my team um that happened you know that happened to me as well I tried every
0: conversation yeah
1: Yeah. (laughs) then you know then I became focused I mean once I told them the train had departed right I mean there was no no return (laughs) so uh that helps right once you verbalize your intention it, it it helps you you know move towards that uh that that phase and uh so then it was just i was more focused on making sure that i had everything ready to, for me to leave the organization and uh, again running the search um so so that that was the first step then you know it's interesting because it's like from you know one day you wake up and you're no longer in the organization it's just like that right like i you know my final day was the end of june and July, you know, July 1, I was not the CEO or, you know, managing director anymore. And the brain still thinks you are, you know, my brain still thought I was. Um, I was lucky that my husband was very smart. And he had booked a trip to Italy, like, two days after I had, you know, my last day at work, which, you know, the time he booked it, I thought he was crazy. I'm like, no, but you know, I need days, like, what if, you know, and it was great to be in another country uh, and avoid the temptation of of still, you know, like trying to be engaged. Um, So, you know, I, we took a month off and it is by far the best vacation I've taken ever with the girls. I've never taken a month off, you know, I mean, maybe after business school and that was it, right? (laughs) Mm And um, so, so, so that helped, and then I think I have to say that, and it's still a process. Um, the entrepreneurs that I talked to, the entrepreneurs were very clear. They're like, you need to take take at least a year, more than six months, minimum six months. Like you really, and then you know, people that are more in corporate life, they were very anxious that I was not working. Uh, so. As you go through the process and if, if people are considering who are listening, I think it's important to, to understand why you're doing what you're doing and um, understand too that people talk to you from their point of reference and from whatever is happening to them and their own worries. Uh, so it, it, you know part, part of, do, of having this transition is making sure you know what you want uh, and it's hard hard because if you're a workaholic like most of us are you feel like you're missing out something right that you're wasting your time so that that was the first phase of my process so you had planned for a one-year sabbatical you actually planned for that I never planned I first thought it was three months then I was like well no I need more like I realized that I needed more I mean honestly at the beginning I really didn't stop I was in full, I mean, once I came back from vacation, it was a full networking mood, thinking what's next. I had a few ideas. So I also tried to do more creative stuff. So I, you know, I had an idea that had to do with fashion tech. So I took a, you know, fashion uh, course, things like that. But I was not stopping. I was meeting people all the time, brainstorming, Um, which is not part of the process. (laughs) Like really, then I, I, took a few days by myself in in Tulum and that helped me slow down.
0: Ah, interesting. So you had left endeavor planning to go pretty much take that month off vacation and then go back into the job search, networking, yeah. as if you're looking for a new opportunity. You hadn't planned to take a sabbatical. Wow. So then after you came back from Tulum and your 3 days off, what changed in that thought process?
1: I so I, I had no like no time frame, honestly, like I didn't think it was going to be a month or two or three or four. I was totally open in finding what was right for me. Right. Whatever that time meant. But I never thought a year. Right. Actually saying I'm going to take a year off felt at that time felt like overwhelming. So I was just like, I'm going to take time off and it didn't I didn't know how much. Um, So it took me from, let's say July to October, I took that trip. So the first few months I was still, I mean, I would wake up and think I was working like that, you know, especially the first weeks I was, thankfully I was on vacation in Italy, but I would like check my phone and, you know, like nobody was emailing me, thankfully. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So uh, then, you know, back, back, back in Miami, always reaching out to people, generating ideas, thinking, you know, trying to find what was my purpose. Then October, it helped that it's the end of the year. So, you know, you also, because I have two girls, it's also family time, right? It's like a lot of, you know, Thanksgiving and then for us Christmas. So that actually, that mental, you know, uh, that, that mental state helped me just say like, I'm gonna enjoy. You know, like I've never not worked during this time of the year. So I just enjoyed, And that helped me break that that cycle. Um, so that, that was the first six months, basically.
0: Right. So that took you to December 2019. And then in 2020, the pandemic hit. So what did you think? Like you thought, okay, I'll start again at the beginning of the year. And the beginning of the year came and a pandemic hit. So what happened then?
1: Right. So I uh, exactly that right. I'm like yeah, no, I'll be ready to go back to networking and find what I want. Um, I mean, I never really. I mean, I, I'm I'm a natural connector, so I I'm always talking to people. But the 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 rush was different. right? I was in a rush, right? I think COVID, honestly, pandemic was. You know, I I, I don't think it's good. It was good for everyone, but in my case, it helped me. Mm. completely, completely focused on the things I needed to do and I wanted to do, right? So the world shuts down in March and it shuts up, you know, like like I was here, I was, my grandma was here uh, visiting and she got stuck, stuck, I mean, I did not leave her, wanted her to leave. So that made it very, you know, very easy to just be, be with the girls, be with my grandma, you know, I mean, I was still doing online virtual things, but I was very lucky and I was very blessed that I was not running anything because I felt, you know, I didn't have that burden. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I started really focusing more on the things I wanted to do. So exercise, meditation, um, I wanted to learn guitar. So I took guitar, you know, like really... <laughs> things that I was not doing so um, yeah I mean since then I I just been enjoying one step at a time and uh, with and, and really defining what moves me and what I want to commit to um, moving forward
0: that's beautiful so when you took a step back from the go 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 network network you know always on kind of Personality that we have, especially coming out of business school, and you stopped and you started meditating and working out and taking guitar lessons. Did that change you, did, or did you rediscover yourself? Like, who did you become when you just stopped working?
1: Um, I think I, I'm still discovering, right? But I, I one of the things I just, you know, I realize is that. I more I'm more creative than I thought. Mm-hmm. And you know in the in my career path it's very, you know, numbers oriented and strategic because I started in finance and then it's, you know, transactions and deals and so you know I and working with entrepreneurs I'm always I was always more the balance on on you know they're usually the creative and visionary and I'm the one that sees the, the you know the the steps to get there. Um, so it was nice. It was nice to see like, no, I actually enjoy other, you know, being creative and letting that, um, you know, appear. Um, what else? Um, you know, I, I think it's just being more grounded
0: Yeah.
1: and also understanding that, you know, in your life you're the manager of your own life and you know a lot of people have many opinions and i think that was the hardest part actually because people you know the expectations of others especially in high career profiles like you know like like we've been, uh people have the expectations and people tell you you're wasting your time you know you're that i the boat you're you know that you know like all these things and you believe it too right like i believe it too right like i was worried um that so So, you know, it has taught me to to really be thoughtful and aware of of what my needs are and how I'm going to fulfill those. And again, it's not perfect. You know, my friends, my close friends know that I I go back and forth. (laughs) It's a cycle, right? It's not linear. Uh Um, But I, I, you know, I think other one one other thing I learned, I've always. I always knew it, but I've had it more conscious, and it's. I think it's. It's. Uh, I made it more conscious as I move towards my decision of what I want to do. Is I open this space with my girls, and it's a space that I'm not willing to give give up. Mm-hmm. So how do I create or maintain that space while I jump into another opportunity? Right. So that's that's, that's what I've been working on. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um,
0: And, you know, I always think about this question when people are talking about universal basic income. What happens if governments give everyone a living wage and you don't have to work to survive or pay the bills anymore? Work now becomes about an expression of who you are inside. What happens when all of us can just stop working? Who do we become? So I really love the things that you discovered about yourself and your connection with your kids, um, during that time. So DJ Didana is a Harvard business school alum from my year, and he is the co-founder of this company called the sabbatical project. And mm-hmm. he's trying to go around and encourage people to take sabbaticals that every 10 years that you work, you need to take at least six months off for every 10 years that you're working. That's his mission. Um, and. I was on a webinar with him. He was—he gave a webinar and I asked a question in it where I was like, how do you pay for that? That is the biggest question that most of my clients say. How do you plan financially to take six months to a year off completely from working? So what, what did you do for that, Laura? Although, I mean, you're a high powered, well compensated woman, but I would love to hear your yes, response well, to you. that. <laughs>
1: No, I mean, I in my, I think that's important, right? Like you cannot, I mean, people have different lifestyles and, and, and different priorities and it's clearly important. I mean, um, I am lucky that, you know, my husband, uh, you know, is working and he supported me in taking time off, right? And I haven't had any pressure on going back uh, and he, you know it it was his turn. Um, He's yeah. hoping one day I became very successful and then he can he can take time. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I mean, I think that was having that support it, it was important. Um, I think there are ways to plan it, especially I mean, when you make a decision to take time off, you you can you can make ends meet. you know, you save, you lower, your your spend you know you change your lifestyle i mean there are many many ways but again each each you know not everybody can afford it and i think it's important to understand that too right you don't want to be put in a situation where you you know you have economic struggles imagine if i had and covid hits right like you never know what's going to happen right so you don't want to be in a position that you take longer than you expected and you don't have the money to support yourself for sure
0: definitely note to self marry well so i can yeah. take two
1: years off of work <laughs> Anyways, i mean it's it's i mean i know we hear it uh from a lot of women and men right but it's really important uh that partnership yeah. and you know for both ways right because mm-hmm. he has supported my you know non-stop working Laura, and now he's supporting my not working Laura, right? So, uh, you know, like it's, and, you know, that's, that's, it's great to have that. Yeah. So you're
0: coming up to the two year mark now, and you're ready to reenter the workforce and really look at opportunities. In fact, I would say you actually had an active sabbatical in some ways, because you're on boards, you're on multiple boards, um, and you serve and that's actually that's work too, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> you're ready to re-enter. So, what are you thinking now as you look at opportunities now that you're ready to start again?
1: Uh, I've been really open to explore. Um, as I said, the, I originally thought the entrepreneurial world, whether it was joining a startup or 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 building something. Um, now I have opportunities on the investor uh, side, and I always, you know, bo- go back and forth in between. So the opportunities that have presented to me that I'm seriously considering are on the investor side. Wow. Um, I think what I've decided is, um, I consider myself a generalist. So I really have no industry focus. Um, and the things that I'm trying to be disciplined about my drivers are you know, impact. So yeah. which opportunity is gonna allow me to have a platform to 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 have impact because i'm driven by that second you know really understanding the value system of the people i will work with because you know mm-hmm. you spend a lot of time with partners and 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 people at work and you you know i i i want to have fun and and know that we share the same values because when things go bad values are the ones that you know shine um, and then the third as I mentioned before, right? How how do I structure that that opportunity or those opportunities to make sure that I can, you know, still do things that I want? Honestly, like go to a volleyball tournament in the middle of the afternoon, right? So I don't have an answer yet. I'm I'm like trying to understand which of these uh, opportunities will fit more with those drivers that are important. To me,
0: absolutely, absolutely, and I have to ask this question: um, which is, are you finding any challenges with having a two-year gap on your resume now that you're re-entering the workforce? A lot of women. Um, left the workforce during the pandemic because of needing to take care of their children now that their children were home 24 hours. I think a huge impact on women, the pandemic, and a lot of them are worried about re-entering. So now you are re-entering and you have a gap on the resume. Is that a problem or is it not a problem at all?
1: I haven't experienced that, but I also, the opportunities that I have a very entrepreneurial in nature, So it's very different from a corporate career. Um, You know, I I can imagine that certain companies will care about the gap. I honestly think that in these times, given the pandemic, it it shouldn't be something to worry. Um, And, you know, when that happens too, I mean, again, I I always think that entrepreneurship, especially for, you know, for women, if there's a big gap, I mean, a lot of women decide to, to take a gap because of their kids um you know i think entrepreneurship is really one solution (laughs) you know women i think women most women are entrepreneurial in nature uh we manage a lot of things at the same time also you know you have to be flexible right so in talking about career journeys you know uh it's it's understanding what path and different paths take you to the same place, so it's just being flexible about the opportunities that present and being patient. Um, I think, you know, I when I took the decision, when I made the decision to step down, um, I have a coach who, who uh, she was helping me since I, you know, probably two years after, uh, two years um, at the end of of my Endeavor, uh, you know, uh, work. And and she always used to say, and I think it's right, like what's the worst that can happen? I'm like, the worst that can happen is if I really need the money or I really need to work, I do whatever, right? Like when you think about that, you think you put things in perspective, right? Um, but you know, then again, I haven't made any decision. I, I'm fortunate to have again um some offers, but I I also, you know. And which, by the way, I di- I hadn't pursued. So uh, I think I, I'm I'm lucky about that. But I haven't made a decision yet. So I guess there there can be a second part about whether it was a challenge for that. I think it's more a challenge in getting back to the to the rhythm. Oh. So you know, like if I think about a full time job, it's like okay, am I ready mentally to go back to that rhythm? And then, which I think, which, yes, I am, but I need to think about that. No, I and that. as you said, I am I very purposefully been active, yeah. part-time, I mean, part-time, managing my time with advisory boards and a, and a public board, um, which keeps me engaged and working
0: as well. <laughs> Exactly. And what I've picked up on some of the things you've said is that your network is really the one presenting you with opportunities. And you have been active in cultivating that network as well and meeting people and talking to people even on sabbatical, which I think is a really important point for people returning to work after a gap. Network your way into the next opportunity. Don't just rely on the traditional Corporate approach. If you have a gap that you're that you're re-entering from, I would say.
1: I mean, and I think that is true for any transition, even if you don't take a gap, right? Like if you, I mean, I remember back then HBS uh, job recruiting, right? People will tell you that ninety-five percent of the jobs come from people you know. So that is true through life. Exactly. So let's go back to the beginning and learn a little bit
0: more about who you are, Laura. So where were you born? Where did you grow up? I, You know, you live in Miami now. I think we've kind of hinted at that. So how did that whole journey
1: happen? I grew up in Mexico City. Um, I, you know, I, I went to university there. I started working in an investment, a small investment bank that was focused on private equity investments. And that was my introduction to private equity um then ignea? i i very was that ignea that I, no uh, i know i actually know alvaro that uh, well but no it's um it, it was called protego and is now evercore uh it was one of the first uh i think boutique investment banks doing that and um i i then was lucky to go to the you know to, to hbs very young i was very young me too um, which has its uh, pros and cons, but, you know, I, I, it was, uh, it was great for me. Uh, And, uh, and then I joined private, uh, private equity firm in Chicago and, you know, back to the networking, this fund I had met the partners working on, on, on a road show while I was in Mexico. So I I, I, at the end of the day, they, it was great because I had my, um, my summer there, and then I I had an offer to return, so I enjoyed my second year. Um, so I started in private equity. I thought I was gonna stay and build a career there. Uh, working with Latin America, there's always crisis, and the early 2000s crisis uh, made the, the fund close. So very, you know, and that was true for, I mean, I'm close of 2000, so for our generation, it was like we were at the top and then Everybody was at the bottom very quickly in terms of markets and offers and and availability, similar to what maybe people that are graduating now were experiencing. And in 2010, I'm class of 2010 and I
0: graduated in a financial crisis. So those of us who graduated 2000, 2010, and 2020, we graduated in crises. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Funny, yeah, exactly 10-year cycles. so I, um, that's how I came to Miami, basically. Um, I had another offer to continue private equity in Washington. And the reason I came to Miami and I never thought about Miami uh, was uh, because I thought private equity at the time was going to be difficult to, I mean, to, the ramp up was going to take time. Um, so I got hired to do M&A for a public company. And I also was reporting to uh, a woman. Her name is Annette Franke. We're still very good friends. And I had never worked for a woman. I never really wanted to. And my best friend had worked with her. Um, so I, you know, I, I also had my very good friends here. So it, all that helped. And that's what brought me to Miami. And since then I've been here, very vested in the community and building. Um, I think it's important to highlight that flexibility, right? Uh, at the time, the fund, um, you know, I, I was no longer working for Bank of America. I could have returned to Mexico. I thought I, I would, uh, but I was only two years out of, of my MBA. So I was, my approach was like, well, if I get an offer, I'll stay, and if not, I'll go back. There's always the visa issue, the visa, yeah. you know, migratory visa, so that of course was important. Um, and I got a job and, uh, you know, and and in the meantime, I met my now husband in Chicago. So that, you know, eventually, you know, I think the decision to be flexible, to pivot. So I started in private equity, moved to M&A, public company, then did investor relations. Then we sold that company. And at the time, my husband, my now husband, at the time, boyfriend had moved to Miami and I made the personal decision that I cannot continue to move forever. Uh, which was important. And so I pivoted again my career and joined Visa uh, corporate career, which I never thought at the beginning, you know, uh, I always thought I was going to be a banker or an investor. Never thought I, you know, was going to do the corporate uh, years. And I did. (laughs) Uh, I did, and I did different things. And within the corporate world, I was lucky to be in positions that were what we consider now entrepreneurial in nature, alliances, business development, product development, until I realized, and that was another pivot and another transition in my life until I am like, I I really don't want to pursue a corporate career. Mm -hmm. I I need to change. That transition was finding Endeavor. That's what led me to Endeavor. So in that transition, I, you know, quit Visa and started Endeavor. I didn't, you know, I had a, a month gap probably, but, I already knew that I was living with an opportunity. Wow! That, okay. that that has been my journey. In the meantime, I had two daughters. <laughs> so, uh, yes. Yeah.
0: So that's so interesting because there are so many parallels with my own career that I didn't even know before we did this episode, right? So you started in investment banking and private equity and then went to M&A mergers and acquisitions and then went to Visa a corporate career doing business development and then ended up in a mission driven organization helping entrepreneurs scale in over 30 locations across the world but you were running the Miami the Miami location my own career is very similar i started in finance in private equity at bain in new york and then the visa thing came up because of my um because I graduated right in the middle of a recession and I came back to Jamaica ended up in corporate and decided I didn't want to do that and then ended up at an entrepreneur accelerator as well and now I'm finding that I'm way more creative than I thought I was and that I'm not as numbers heavy as I thought I was early in my career
1: same as you (laughs) yeah yeah it's a journey
0: yeah it's a journey
1: and uh I think that's why, you know, it's important to be flexible and open to opportunities.
0: Yeah. And it's just so interesting that that entrepreneurship industry, right? Quote, unquote, the entrepreneurial industry is the stepping stone between finance and a creative career, right? It's so interesting that that was the case for both of us. Um, Okay. So what would you say there are a couple of things I want to ask you here, but what are, what would you say was like the biggest challenge that you experienced throughout your career? And even now on sabbatical, what has challenged you the most?
1: That's a great question. I mean, I think there's always professional struggles. Uh, people like us that are driven and ambitious, you always think you need to be somewhere else, right? Or are always wandering. So I think The most challenge is to control my mind (laughs) and my thoughts. Mm -hmm. Uh, I challenge myself a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I think that 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 is the challenge itself. Um, You know, the rest it you know, you can manage, you know, uh, whether you are promoted or not, when you thought or, you know, which we and anyone that has been in corporate life happens, it happens. or when I thought I was doing a private equity career early in my, you know, very early in my career. And then all of a sudden, like the fund, you know, was no longer investing and what am I going to do? And no visa, you know, no visa. I mean, those are struggles, right? But nothing. I I think the most of the struggle is managing your expectations about yourself and understanding what, what you want. And that has been most of the process throughout this time that I've taken. And, you know, I, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, every now every now and then I'm like, it's gonna be two years. It's a lot of time, right? And, you know, I fortunately, I'm, I'm very blessed to have good friends and, you know, my, my brothers as well. And my really like, Nobody's rushing you, and I'm like, yeah, the only one is me. I'm rushing myself, (laughs) right? (laughs) Uh, So um, that 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 I think is it's the most important thing,
0: right? Absolutely, and that happens with me as well. It's like I push myself so hard, and everyone is like, just chill, just relax. You have your whole life, right? Um, But we have this we come from this institution and that is pumping out peers that are hundred millionaire and billionaire. Like one person in my class just became a billionaire last year and <laughs> in the pandemic. And so we, we have this internal drive to be like, well, I have to do as well as my peers. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so if I counted correctly, the number of years between when you graduated from business school, And when you started your sabbatical, was that 18, 19 years?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Before taking... I mean, 2019, exactly 19, because I graduated in 2000, so. (laughs) 19 years
0: without taking a proper break. I just want to pause and say, that is crazy. As human beings, that we all think this way, that our career is supposed to take 40 years with no break. And then we take a break when we retire (laughs) in our fifties and sixties. That's when we take a break. When we take a step back, step back from that. Doesn't that just seem crazy,
1: (laughs) right? It is. I mean, the only breaks I took was when I was on maternity leave, right? Which I on purpose extended on, you know, both, I mean, both extended to four months, which is not a lot because that's what corporate life gives you. but. which is not really a break (laughs) Uh entering into motherhood right like learning that um but I really enjoyed those were the two times I can say I enjoyed in you know but that was you know 10 years out of even 10 years out of business school um so I I really think it's important I you know and first it gives you a different perspective uh second as I said, it's very important to ground yourself and to, to take care of yourself. And then the other thing is exactly what I'm saying. And, you know, I say it out loud, because I also it's part of my process of convincing myself as well, because it's, it's hard. It's, um, you know, we have, in my case, I have, you know, limited time with my girls, right? Like, like, the girls Right now, you know, I was able to spend with my older daughter from 12 to 13, which is great because she just became a teenager and my nine-year-old. And I'm very thoughtful about saying they're going to be here max, you know, between five and ten, seven years, you know, before they go. And I want to spend the time with them. I want to take, again, my break with them and not be, and be present, right? And it's so obvious now to me when I, you know, when I took the time out, it's so clear to see when people are not present and I was that mm-hmm. right and it's very easy to go back yeah. so to that state yes so I you know I haven't bit that challenge yet I'm trying I'm trying to do it I'm trying to think of how I'm not gonna be that non-stop person again and be present in the different things I do while I enjoy, I mean, I love working, by the way. So it's not, you know, I want to. I also think it's important to, you know, impact, work with people you like, use your 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 talents and create wealth. Yes. Yeah. You know, like,
0: yeah. And not only that, for me, when I take a break, even if it's just a week or two, I took a break over the Easter holiday f- for about a week the creativity just flourishes, like ideas come, just pop into my mind. Whereas before I'm like plotting, you know, doing, 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 doing. And then when I stop, things just happen and I solve problems and I write more and I listen to music and my brain just operates in a completely different way. So what three tips for someone who is thinking, listening to this podcast and thinking about taking a sabbatical, what three tips would you give them as they try to plan a sabbatical? <laughs> um,
1: so so the, the, the tips is just to plan ahead of time. I think the, the economic part is important. You cannot underestimate that part. The second part is don't worry too much about doing it. Just do it. you know like because otherwise people will talk you out of it or you will talk yourself out of it it's very easy uh to continue to do what you what you do um and third enjoy (laughs) like really take the time to be present because it's so easy and it happened to me and it happens every now and then still right like it's very easy to get busy very easy Mm -hmm. very easy you know and um that's that's what I shared at the beginning. The first, My first three months, I was just keeping myself busy. I was the busiest non-employed person. <laughs> my, my friends would say that you're the busiest non-employed person. I'm like, yeah, I don't have time for anything, but, except that I'm not getting paid, right? Like, so, you know, like it's good to, to be quiet. So for me, it's been a challenge, but I really think it has helped me is to meditate. And, you know, I started this this transition saying I cannot meditate I, I don't have the patience I cannot stay like for five minutes right like and you know I I, I try different uh, styles and types of meditations and now I, I you know I don't do it I, I'm still not at the point where I can I do it every day but I really notice the difference when I'm doing it than when I'm not yeah and it's the discipline to stay quiet <laughs> which is
0: Yeah. Beautiful. So your three tips are one, plan for the economic part. Two, just do it. Just pull the trigger. Just start. And three, once you start, stop working. Stop being busy. Just be quiet and relax into it and enjoy it. So with that, thank you so much, Laura, for being on the Soul Career Podcast with me today. I really enjoyed it. I learned so much about you and about sabbaticals, and I'm really glad we were able to do this.
1: I'm so happy I am able. I was able to share this my story. Thank you for inviting me. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to hearing more stories about people who are transitioning. Uh, hopefully, this gives some of the ones that are thinking about it a little bit of a a head start absolutely thanks again (laughs) thank you
0: if you love this episode remember to hit subscribe and leave us a review and if you're a professional executive or entrepreneur that's interested in taking one of our coaching programs head on over to soulcareer.com and sign up for a free consultation we would love to hear from you